Good morning. Welcome to Laurel Heights, where every first day of the week, every Sunday, we worship God in spirit and in truth. We honor Jesus Christ. We teach and preach from the Word of God. Today is no different. If you are here because of your interest in these things we do, you will not be disappointed. I want to take us to the Gospel of John chapter 3, and we're going to talk about a birth. Perhaps it will not be exactly what you expected, but I promise we will deliver this lesson from the Bible, <clears throat> from John chapter 3, and we're going to talk about a birth. Of course, I want to be clear that we are grateful and we praise God that He sent Jesus to the world to be our Savior. We don't know exactly when Jesus was born. We have no instruction in the Bible about an annual holiday. Having said that, we want there to be no doubt that we are grateful and we praise God today and every day that He sent Jesus to the world to be our Savior. We often talk about these things and make reference to John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. That God loved us so much to give His only begotten Son, so that believers could have eternal life. We bring this up all the time. We include gratitude for this in our prayers and in our songs. And we want everyone who comes here to know this about us. We are grateful and we praise God that He sent His only begotten Son. So... When I said a moment ago I wanted to talk about a birth, I think I may know what your first thought might have been. But here is the birth we want to talk about this morning. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi... We know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, 
and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to listen carefully. The birth of Jesus was an act of God for which we are thankful. Because God sent Jesus, who lived and died for us and was raised from the dead, there is a birth story that you can claim personally. The birth of Jesus has already happened. It was an act of God to deliver the Savior to the world. We do not know the day. The Bible says nothing about the celebrations that we see today. But there is this very personal concern for each one here. Have you been born again? Jesus said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It is one thing to talk about an event in history, a notable event for which we express our praise to God. But is there a follow-through from that that is personal? Why did God send Jesus? Why was He born? Was it to institute a single day each year to exchange gifts? Or... Was it so Jesus could lay down His life for us to be saved from sin and become citizens in His kingdom? Have you been born again? Do you have a personal birth story? Jesus' birth was to bring Him here to the world to live and die and be raised from the dead so that sinners can be born into God's family. Do you have a personal birth story? That's our focus this morning. And we're going to look at this together from John chapter 3. First of all, let's observe this man knew who Jesus was. To Nicodemus, Jesus was no mystery stranger. He said, verse 2, We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. 
It is not enough just to know something about Jesus through a modern Christmas or Easter perspective. It is more important to know who He is, that He came from God. That's exactly what you come to believe about Him when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Even before that, as you read the Old Testament prophets, you learn about the Savior. This man, Nicodemus, had been exposed to sufficient evidence to know who Jesus was, that He came from God. Let me be this bold. You cannot really honor Christ until you're clear about who He is. You cannot really honor Christ until you are clear about who He is. It is not enough to know the familiar birth narrative of Luke chapter 2. There is more. It takes more than knowing a few holiday songs or being able to recite the night before Christmas. Who is this child who was born to Mary? What was his existence before his birth? Why did God send him? What was his death about? And then eventually, what does it all mean to me? And I'll get to that in a moment. See, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is more than just a birth narrative. These questions about Jesus are answered. There is a holy emphasis on the person and work of Jesus Christ. The whole truth about Him. He is deity. The only begotten Son of God. He lived a sinless life. Went to the cross as atonement for sin. Was raised from the dead. Nicodemus says, a teacher come from God. God was with him. You cannot really honor Christ if you have not formed convictions from the Word of God about who He is. And then, what do I need to do once I know the truth about who He is? I need to go there. Where does the history of Jesus' birth, life, and death, and resurrection lead me personally? What must I do about all that? And Jesus answers that. Jesus says, you must be born again. That's what I need to do. Not only about the birth of Christ, but His perfect life, His teaching, His suffering and death and burial and resurrection, His ascension back to the right hand of God. I need all of that to lead me to what I need to do in obedience to the gospel. Initially in baptism, and after that by a life of faithfulness to God. We need to understand, when Jesus spoke of being born again, He says He was talking about entering the kingdom of God. Verse 5, Unless one is born of water in the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is this kingdom of God? 
Is it possible that many people know more about Christmas trees than they do the kingdom of God? Let's review some very simple Bible teaching. Back before Jesus was born, God sent prophets to Israel. And one utterance of those men was, God will set up a kingdom. Daniel 2.44, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. Isaiah 2 verses 2 and 3, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountains of the house of the Lord shall be established, lifted above the hills, that we may walk in His paths. And many other such statements made by the prophets that God intended someday for Jesus to come and for there to be a kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. Before Jesus' birth, God said through His prophets, there would be this kingdom composed of people who walk in His ways. Not like the kingdoms of this world, a relationship of people to God through Jesus the King. I need not only to know about the birth of Christ, I need to know about everything the Bible says is a part of that, God sending the Savior. And then I need to take that information and those convictions about the truth, and I need to move to my personal response. My personal response in obedience to the gospel to enter this kingdom, a relationship of people to God through Jesus the King. God set up this kingdom to be entered, not just admired and thought about. And Jesus was telling Nicodemus, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot be a part of this that God set up. That should be a pressing concern of people today who want to honor Jesus. Am I a part of His kingdom? Entering the kingdom, living under Jesus as King, having in your life all the blessings that accrue to kingdom citizens and all the responsibilities and the disciplines that are a part of that, and being engaged as an active citizen, not just seasonally or occasionally, but daily. And to that I will add this thought. Are you disappointed with the governments and kingdoms and rule of men? King Jesus will never disappoint you. <clears throat> Being a citizen in His kingdom, His church means every promise God made is enjoyed by His people. Every rule that you follow is for your present and eternal good. Every truth you embrace that you got through Jesus Christ is a truth that can change your life and do you good and that will not fade away. There is no better way to live your life under the sun than to enter the kingdom of Christ and live under His rule and His care. But remember this, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Third, I want to take us to the last part of verse 14 
and it extends into 15 and 16. Listen, please. So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. My emphasis now is on this phrase, whoever believes, repeated twice in these verses. It seems like just an ordinary word that may at first seem to carry no dynamic effect. Whoever or whosoever. In the world Jesus lived in, this was a word that signaled a universal invitation. Since the time of Abraham, God had been working with a select people gathered up under Moses, made into a nation for God's purposes, the nation of Israel. Gentiles were not ignored or consigned to condemnation, but God had a nation that existed under His special care and for His eternal purposes. No doubt, some assumed it would always be just the Jews, no Gentiles. Jesus turned that whole idea all around with one word. Whoever, whosoever. The gospel call went out to everyone, no matter their nationality, their bloodline, their culture. A universal invitation, whoever believes. But then we arrive at this inquiry. What does it mean, whoever believes? What is this? Whosoever believes and being born of water in the Spirit, how are we to understand that? Here's the answer. There is an entire book in the New Testament that answers that. There's an entire book in the New Testament in which God tells us, what faith means, <clears throat> how it ought to be expressed, and therefore how to be born of water in the Spirit into the kingdom. Listen to me again. Some of you already know. There is an entire book in the New Testament devoted to telling us what it means to believe in Christ and be born of water in the Spirit entering into the kingdom. And that is the very next book. The book of Acts. May I show you a couple of examples? That faith produces obedience. Peter told believers to repent and be baptized in Acts 2.38. <clears throat> you know what is happening when believers repent and are baptized, confessing their faith in Christ. They're being born again into the kingdom. And so I read in the book of John about believing in Christ, and I have in the book of John the accumulation of marvelous evidence about the person and work of Jesus Christ. I'm told in John chapter 3 that I need to have a personal birth story. Being born again, being born into the kingdom. What does that mean? What is that all about? Whoever believes... Just keep reading. 
And when you get into the book of Acts, it will be clear. And so, I ask today, do you have a birth story? Have you made the choice to get out of sin for good? Obey the command to be baptized, being born into the kingdom. And here's what I'm anxious to say about all this. What makes it possible for us to have a birth story of our entrance into the kingdom of Christ is that Jesus was born. He lived perfectly, took the cross to redeem us, was raised from the dead, ascended to the right hand of God as king over His kingdom. If I'm going to remember His birth, I need to remember also everything the Bible connects to it. Everything that follows after His birth, His life, His teaching, His death, His resurrection, that makes it possible for me to be born into His kingdom. It all needs to go that way. Yes, I know this is not the emphasis of this season. And this is not the message that has become the annual theme. But Jesus wasn't born to establish a holiday to set up the biggest consumer event of the year or to establish one of the top two drinking days of the year. God sent Jesus. He was born. Then He lived perfectly. Died to redeem sinners. Was raised from the dead and ascended to heaven as King. The best way to remember Him and honor the living King of kings is to give up your sin, be born into His kingdom, and then get up every day to serve Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's what it's all about. And what we're talking about is the gospel. If you hear this message and believe in Christ, repent of your sin, confess your faith, and you're baptized, you are baptized into the kingdom where Christ is your king. And we invite you to give him that response today as we stand to sing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>